Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Everyone makes mistakes. And if you're out there being like, I don't make mistakes, well, I don't believe you. And I'm calling you out on that. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support while you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career and I'm a little bit more breathless reading that today. (laughs) Because I'm sick. And I'm not a recruitment professional anymore. I'm just a HR professional. Are you? You dropped out a word. You just said (laughs) Sarah is a HR professional. (laughs) So I've dropped the recruitment, have I? (laughs) Sorry about it. I think last episode we recorded, I was all croaky and now it's your turn. Yeah. You've passed the sickness baton to me. Yes. Not in person, though. For those who don't know, we don't record in person. We are not in the same room ever when we record, even though it sounds like it. I think it would actually be weird for us to be in the same room. I know. I don't know what we would do. Mm. It would be really strange. Or you'd hear an echo or something. I don't know how people deal with that. They like stare at each other in the eyes. That would be a lot. Yeah, it's a bit too intense. (laughs) Anyway, today we are shouting out Isaac. Isaac is the biggest legend. He shouted us a coffee and said, you helped me land a new job making $40,000 more than my last job and fully remote. Holy smokes. (laughs) Thank you so much for continuing on. And this is what it's all about. I love when people add a little like, you know, thank you for continuing to do it. Hope this keeps you going because I'm like, thank you. It does keep us going. It really does. This really is a passion project. You know, as we're recording this, the episode for this week hasn't gone up yet and I'm a bit behind and it's hard. You know, we're juggling lots of different things. I forgot about recording tonight and I was in the middle of eating Chinese and was like, no, I have to go record. I want to have a shower and go to bed. I know, but Isaac... We press on. For you, Isaac. You and people like you who send us messages are the reason that we keep doing this. So thank you so much for your love and thank you for the coffee as well. And proud of you and you did all of the work. So just know that. Yeah. If you want results like that and you need a bit of support with working out your best bits or practicing some of your answers, check out my one-on-one interview coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you, or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation, slide into our DMs and you could be that person. Now, this is actually a user requested topic. User? 
Listener. A user. <laughs> a candidate request. <laughs> Someone requested how to answer the tell me about a time you failed question. Yes. And I was actually getting this a lot in people that I was doing coaching sessions with, particularly in like government and like large private sector companies that are quite structured and they have questions about their values. And a lot of people were coming to me and saying, oh, I got a question on that before and I don't know what to say. Can you help me with it? So I'm glad we're finally doing an episode just dedicated to this question because we've gotten a couple of questions about it throughout the time. And I thought it was about time we talked about it. How do you answer this? Why is it even a question? Yeah, and this is interesting because I don't think I've been asked this before. It's not really on my radar. I've been asked, tell me about your weakness, which I feel this is similar. Yeah, similar vibes of where people are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I prepared all the amazing things about myself. Yeah, why are you getting me to tell you about a bad thing? I don't want to talk about the bad things. So firstly, why are they doing this to us? Why do you make us answer this? (laughs) Me? It's not me personally. I actually think this is a pretty good question. I like it much more and I'd be much more likely to use this than I would to say, tell me about your weakness. But here's what it's kind of getting at. It's self-awareness. So Everyone makes mistakes. And if you're out there being like, I don't make mistakes, well, I don't believe you. And I'm calling you out on that. Everyone makes mistakes. And so do you block them out of your mind and never think about them again? Or are you aware of your mistakes and think about them and grow from them? There's a self-awareness component of what we're trying to get at with this question. Great. It's good to be (laughs) self-aware, not just in interviews, but in all facets of our life. And if you remember, Em, that's actually also what we said about the tell me about your weaknesses question as well. It's about self-awareness. We want to hire people who are aware of what they're good at, can reflect, can improve, can grow as well, because that's a lot of what that's about. If you're not self-aware, I think it's harder for you to grow in your career. And they want you to show integrity and prove that you can own mistakes, be honest about it and show integrity. And it might be a question instead of tell me about a time you failed. It might be tell me about a mistake you made. I've seen people ask it that way. And again, it's kind of a way of them saying, do you come forward with your mistakes? How long did it take you? Is it as soon as you noticed your mistake that you came forward with something that you failed? Like, how are you talking about that? Is it like it ruined your life or is it like, hey, it happens? You know, I tried to make it better. Something just came to mind because I was thinking like, oh, what would I answer to this if I got asked this? Because of course I make mistakes, but like, are they looking for it to be a giant doomsday mistake and for you to be like, and I had to do X, Y, Z to correct it? Or could I be like, one time I told everyone the eclipse was tonight, but it was actually tomorrow. (laughs) And then I just went on the next hour and said, it's tomorrow night, unlike previously reported. And then I just laughed about it and forgave myself. Is that an acceptable answer? Because from that, I can't really learn. It was just one of those little mistakes under pressure. Yes, that's a great example. It doesn't have to be game changing, but it also doesn't have to be some big thing. And then I shifted everything I did from then on. Like, again, it's just about the self-awareness and the integrity. And they want to show that you can talk about something like this. It's about the how almost, like the how you went about things and what you did and you explaining your thinking and, oh, I felt so guilty about it. I talked with my partner about it afterwards. I imagined people setting up their picnic rugs. Yeah. And what that does for me, Em, when you're giving those examples and even just hearing you talk about it then, it shows me a couple of things. And this is what the dots I'm connecting in my head about you that I'm learning with that question. And I hope our listeners can hear this as well. I know that you care about 
your radio listeners because when you made this mistake, you were thinking about the impact that your Mm. words had. Look at me. I'm such a good worker. (laughs) Right. And I now understand that you care about the impact of what you do, that you were upset about that, that you thought, shit, I feel really bad. I need to make sure I correct it. But also you didn't waste any time doubling down or ignoring it. You jumped on straight away and corrected your own mistake and were super upfront, not only with your bosses and whoever heard that, but actually with your radio listeners as well to say, hey, I made a mistake and then corrected it from then forward. So do you see all the things that I've learned about you from that? Doesn't have to be a big learning. It might be, depending on what it is. It might be that you looked at the wrong website and it wasn't a government website and now you look at government websites. But if that's not true, then you don't have to add that in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. Overall, I mean, you've heard this from us so many times, but it's not a trick. (laughs) It's not a trap. Just answer the question. It's not a secret way of them being like, tell me about the worst thing you've ever done so that I can use it against you. Nothing like that is going on behind the scenes. I'm trying to think of some other examples just to help our listeners out. I'm throwing myself under the bus with another one. Okay, go for it. Another mistake I made once. In my job, I leave a handover for the morning journalist. So I leave him a few stories so that when he comes in first thing in the morning, he can run those. And he does the same for me when I come in. And I had written this story about this new like building proposal that was going in with all this new housing or whatever. It was a topical story. And the funding was something like $25 million or something or 2.5 million. And I wrote 25 million, like the most annoying, tiny mistake by a decimal point or something, but that made it a way bigger story. Yeah. And that was purely just out of tiredness. I'm writing these stories at 7pm. I want to go home. I just didn't even notice until I came in the next day and went, oh, that's so annoying after he'd already been running it. And this is how meticulous I thought I was being. I had printed out the information and was highlighting and adding up sums like I was so meticulous and it still just was a little unhelpable mistake. And so for something like that, what would be my like take home? Well, you tell me. You tell me the situation. You tell me what you did. What's the end result of that story? I just told Blair. He said it's all good. And I think we changed the story online or Yeah, totally. That doesn't have to be an amazing big outcome. Remember we talked about at the end of our behavioral answers episode about there doesn't have to be a big shiny bow at the end of all your answers because that's not reality. They didn't always end in a happy ending, like a happily ever after at the end. That's fine. I told Blair straight away as soon as I came in and I noticed my own mistake. And then what things do you typically do when you are doing that handover when you're tired? Do you double check things? And it sounds like in that case you already had, it just slipped through and that's, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, we are human. Correct. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. But if you're picking between those two stories, which one would you pick? The Eclipse one. 
Correct. Exactly. Because there's more to talk about with that. There's more emotion that that had on you. Whereas like a million versus billion or, you know, decimal point kind of thing, like what impact does that have other than making the story bigger? The general community probably didn't even notice or care. It's one of those things that just because I'm working on it and know the ins and outs, it bothers me. But yeah. Yeah. Why have I said correct so many times? Correct. I caught that from our dad. Correct. 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 Maybe we should get dad on the podcast one day. I feel like he just. Maybe we should. I need everyone to know who he is. (laughs) So he can say correct all the time. His other favorite words are sensational. Sensational. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good one. Outstanding. He likes that one. Yep. And a woohoo, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay, so I have an example and it's not actually from me, but it's from someone that I managed. And I think I think this is a good example because there's some things that I remember and there's some things that I don't, but this stays in my brain. This would be like six or seven years ago now and I still vividly remember how I felt in this situation. So there was a person who was reporting to me. I was a first-time manager, so like, look, there's things that I could have done a lot better in that role. But this person who was reporting to me, We had some kind of ongoing issues with she was a bit late. She pretty consistently made little mistakes and things. Her attention to detail wasn't great. Anyway, we were hiring people for childcare, which is a very heavily regulated industry. And so when they came in to do all their contracts and stuff, we did their references in advance, interviewed them on the spot and then got them to fill in their paperwork on the day of their interview. And then we actually sent them with their uniform to a shift that day a lot of the time. Wow. Why? We needed such a quick turnaround of people and we couldn't fill shifts and things like that. So it was really important that the paperwork was correct because they were like literally working that day or the next day. I can't even remember what the mistake was, but I remember saying to her across the room, oh, and you made sure to do X, Y, Z because that was a new part of our process that we had really been drilling in for months, right? And we'd made some mistakes before. I can't remember what it was. It was like maybe a working with children check that they had to have or a document they had to sign. Like it was really critical that it had to be done or they couldn't go and work. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw her put the documents for that person, not in the folder they were meant to go in, but in her desk. And I went, hmm. And then she went home. Later on, I just had this feeling. I was like, I feel like she hasn't done the thing. Went and looked in the drawer for this document She'd covered up the first page in the plastic sleeve, turned it backwards so you couldn't see. I turned it over. Whatever it was was missing. And I was like, oh, my God. Hang on. So this wasn't one of the staff that was being recruited to go work. This was an employee who had to file the paperwork. Yep, yep. She'd done the interview for the person and collected all their paperwork. We were like in a recruitment and rostering team. And in front of me had hidden this thing and tucked it away. Now, what she was going to do the next day, I don't know, like forge the person's signature, make it up, delete it, call them and fix it. I don't know. But essentially, I can't even remember the circumstances, but that behavior I have never, ever forgotten about because had she just said, oh, Sarah, I'm so sorry I've forgotten again. You get them on the phone, you get them to send it through, solved. I would have fixed it. I would have fixed it and I would have been disappointed. But at the same time, I would have been like, hey, it happens. And, you know, maybe you're not allowed to do interviews by yourself anymore or something like, but we would have worked on it, right? Hiding it from me. I can't come back from that. Like that's just unforgivable. I have an example similar. It wasn't me, someone I worked with at an old workplace. We used to have to handle bookings 
I won't say what for, just bookings. And that's all good. There's like purchase order forms you've got to use and there's like a track of it and everything. And she made this booking and the booking didn't align exactly with what we needed. And so when work found that out and was like, oh, hey, this wasn't done right. What's happening? This person went into panic mode and doubled down and went back and like altered the purchase order form, resent it and was just altering documents and making all these sketchy things so much so that the manager got a bit wind of it and was like, something's not adding up with the story here. Like, And so she called the other person on the end of the order who we placed the order with and was like, I'm just so confused what's going on. I've got this bit of paper in front of me that my staff member says, this is what she sent you. And she's like, that's not what she sent. And she brought the receipts and this person had doubled down. She brought receipts. She brought receipts. And there was tea. The tea was hot. And then she (laughs) just looked like a massive idiot. And then they confronted her about it. And she continued to deny still, even once they were like, look, we've spoken to this lady. We know you made a mistake. Do you want to come forward? It's okay. You know, gave her the opportunity, still doubled down. And she ended up, I'm pretty sure, resigning but by like you sort of have to resign or you'll probably get fired. And it didn't need to be that way. No, if she had just said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm messed up, I only ordered this, how easy of a fix is yes. that? Yeah, it's a bit of an inconvenience. It's last minute. We would have had to jump through some hoops, but less of an inconvenience than losing your job. <laughs> Seriously, yes. what goes through people's minds? So here's the takeaway, right? Like I remember that story that I told, but I forget the details because the details actually aren't that important. And if it had been a little mistake, I would have forgotten about it forever. But the inability to own up to your mistakes and come forward and learn from it and grow from it and just go, hey, this is awkward and uncomfortable, but I've stuffed up. That is something we need in employees. It's really important. And so asking this question you're kind of seeing, okay, are you going to be super uncomfortable telling me about a mistake or are you going to try and pretend like you've never made one before? Because again, people make mistakes. If you say that you've never made a mistake, you're lying. Or maybe you just like are oblivious (laughs) making all these mistakes and you never notice. But that's why we ask this question. And that's how it kind of links to integrity is it's always more important for you to actually come forward. Absolutely. Now, some other little hot tips is pick out a real story like we've mentioned. And like Sarah said, it doesn't have to have a big bow on the end. It doesn't have to have worked out better. Like, And then after I did that, everything else was always amazing. Oh, and I booked the bigger accommodation and then it turned out we had extra attendees and it was all great. Like, I mean, look, if that was really the truth, fine, but don't try and turn that whole week, you know, oh, it's a weakness, but it's really a strength. That's not what you're meant to try and do with this. The learnings and the takeaways and what you did next time, or even just, hey, and it stuffed up, but you know, we ended up having to work around it or it ended up costing us more money or whatever. That's an okay ending for this. So make it real. And if you're struggling to think of examples, like I was at the start, I think the word failure really like puts you in a weird mindset. You're like, failure feels really final. Yeah. Like it's forever. Just a setback, just a mishap, yeah. Yeah, mishap, I like that. That's a great word. Consider sometimes that your first attempt at something didn't work out. Yeah, and you had to try a different one. You tried this, it didn't work, you tried that. Oh, my God, this reminds me of a printer that I used to work with <laughs> and we used to have to print booklets and it would always jam and staple. And it, <laughs> Anyway. 
a little bit of rage. And did you accidentally staple all the booklets and you had to try something different? No, but it was just always the biggest fuck around and we had to call the IT people to come and help us figure out the settings and it's not good. Everyone has a work printer story, everyone. It's a rite of passage. Another time you can think about is when you got feedback and then you changed your approach. Yeah. Anytime you've gotten feedback on something, hey, they made this many changes on the document I submitted, you could talk about that. Again, it doesn't sound like a failure, but you can make that work for that kind of a question. And also a time you made a mistake. So to reiterate, it doesn't have to be a giant life-altering mistake. It's about your willingness to just jump in and answer the question and say something and show some reflection. It's about the thinking and the process you went through. What did you do? How did you feel? What did you reflect on? Who did you decide to tell? How did you go about telling them? Did you do it straight away or did you wait to the next day? Did you email or call? Like those micro things are actually what matters and what's going to help them take away an understanding about you. Like we did with Emma and her talking about, I I imagined all these people turning up on the wrong day. That's a thought process she's letting us into and it shows me that she cares. So let us into your thought processes and how you made judgments. Now to get a bit more specific, because our listener did write this in, her name's Emma, love your name. So she said, One of the biggest behavioural questions I struggle with is tell me about a time when you failed. I'm currently a senior in college and in my postgrad search. Don't get me wrong, I've definitely failed, but it feels like telling a story about a bad grade or school-related stuff isn't sufficient. So in this instance, do you think it's better to pluck a failure, in inverted commas, from any kind of employment she's had rather than school stuff or can you apply it to school stuff? Well, if she's going for grad roles, I think like school is perfect. If she's talked about a bad grade or something where she literally failed an assignment, like great, use that. I think if you are more beyond your graduation and you're kind of into full-time work, I would always pick a work-related one if you can. But in this case, As long as the rest of your examples in the interview aren't all about school and some of them are about work, if you have it, then it's totally fine. That's kind of the way I think about like, oh, is it okay to use examples from my job 10 years ago? Well, it might be okay to use one if it's super relevant and it was a big thing and it was really memorable, but just make sure they're not all about that. Does that make sense? Like it's kind of about the balance. You don't want to seem like that person that's stuck in high school 100 years ago. Yeah, or like stuck in, oh, everything relates back to my degree when you've had four years of work experience post that. So by all means, pick the one about, oh, and I failed that class or I didn't do well in that assignment. Focus on the thought process. How did you feel? What did you do about it? Did you reach out to your professor? Did you get feedback? Do you now get feedback but you never used to? What would you say to the intrusive thought that I and I'm sure many others have in this scenario that's like, I don't want to talk about failing a grade at uni that is necessary for me to get this job because that sounds like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Again, you are a human. And like, if you flunked out of your whole degree, maybe pick something else to talk about. One subject. Say it's statistics or something that's notoriously hard. Totally. Or even it's not, or it's just an assignment that you didn't prioritize enough and it snuck up on you. Let me word how this would go. I'm ready. Okay. I'm an economics major (laughs) at the University of Texas. (laughs) And Emma needs American accent lessons. Can someone please help? (laughs) Y'all. Yeah, so I do economics and I love everything about it. I love economic policy. I love equations, but statistics just I've always found really tough. 
also, this is if the job you're going for isn't statistics. It's never clicked for me. And also the subject had a really high fail rate. It was notoriously tough. And I did fail one of the major assignments and I was absolutely devastated. It was really hard for me, but I pushed on. I got a tutor. I reached out for help. I went to study groups. And look, in the end, I did just pass by one mark but it was enough that I got through and I'm now furthering my career in the area that I love, which is economic policy. Great. Love that. Nailed it. And I also want people to know that the way that you did that, you don't have to copy that formula. It doesn't have to be, oh, this was only a little mistake. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to minimize it. If that is actually true and you don't like statistics and you focused on this area, great, say that, but you don't have to add that in if it's not true. Like if you were like, well, actually it didn't have a high fail rate and everyone else found it really easy. Like don't make that up just to make it sound better. And you can say like, I actually thought it was going to be easier than it was and I didn't expect to fail. So it was a real shock. It really kind of woke me up to the fact that I maybe didn't put in as much effort as I should have. And so the second time around, I made sure that I went to every class. Self-awareness, that reflection on your own behavior, what could you have done differently? That's kind of the things that we're looking for. So what else should you mention in your answer? Use the situation, tell the story, say what you did, and don't forget the end result to tell the story. It doesn't have to have a big bow, but the takeaway is, you know, what you learned or what you do differently now or how you felt, how you bounced back. A bit like my story about saying the eclipse was on the day that it wasn't. I'm like, oh, and I felt so bad. And anyway, then I just sort of laughed it off and forgave myself. But you could even say, I talked to my partner about it. I debriefed with my sister because you did. I remember you being like, I feel terrible. <laughs> and we talked on the podcast about it. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be, I could almost leave out the part about my work being all good with the mistake. It could just be about me as in like, you know, I felt bad, but then I just moved on. We all make mistakes. Correct. Why did I say that again? Can. Correct. Emma, break this habit Correct. for me. Correct. Okay, well, that is our episode on how to answer Tell Me About a Time That You Failed. I hope that was really helpful. And particular shout out to Emma, who I hope you do well with this question. And I hope this answer really helps. I did also reply to her so she doesn't have to wait for this episode. But great question. And slide into our DMs if you want to hear one on your situation. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or on Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>